Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks Hello everyone and welcome to Measuring Flicks I'm Max Peterson And I'm Bird And we are more or less back on track Way to go us, we just dropped our first page Dude, high yeah. five, we just dropped our first Patreon episode Um mm, mm, mm. We looked back at the movies that we have literally picked almost at random, and they are fairly cohesive as a unit, which is, they they hold together pretty good. They've all got that, like, supernatural comedy horror, not comedy horror, but they some of them are, like, today, what we're going to be talking about is a comedy horror, but The Shining is a straight-up horror. Constantine's kind of supernatural. Kind of more slick, thrillery. Yeah, but, yeah. They, but they've all got that. They're all kind of supernatural films. Yeah. So we've got that figured out. The Patreon movie is The Vampire's Night Orgy, 1972, masterpiece of Spanish cinema. <sighs> it's not good. No. Not a bad one. Awful. All right. So uh, I mentioned Patreon. If you like the show and like what we do, if you've never listened to it before, just, you know, listen to this bit and then listen to the episode and then retroactively think about what I'm about to say. You can head on over to patreon.com slash quillandfilm, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. You can get shout outs on the show, full length bonus episodes, all sorts of cool shit over there. We do sequels, we do remakes, we do movies that are either too crappy to do on the main season, which is, those are usually my picks. We or do Patreon picks. We do. We do Patreon picks, uh, movies that our patrons want us to watch. Um, you get invites to cool real life stuff? I mean, stuff? not right now, but <laughs> when, yeah. You shall. So when there's not a uh, uh, an extremely deadly disease that's swarming over the entire planet, oftentimes uh, uh, Carl and me and Bert, obviously Bird, who lives with me, because married, you know. Um, <laughs> we all get together and we have cookouts. We do movie nights like... Being part, being one of the patrons gets you, kind of buys you a seat at the inner circle. Mm. And then, wouldn't you like to be part of the inner circle? Let us think, Bird, the other members <laughs> of the measuring Fluminati. <laughs> it's the Fluminati? The Fluminati, yeah. <laughs> we would like to thank uh, William Rockwood, Sarah Hartley. Kevin Ramirez, Kelly and Mike Wagner, Casey Scheibe, Carl Hartley, Jeffrey Morgan, David Rowney. Oh my God, I'm doing the cadence from Evil Dead. Queen of Spades. Mm. Two of hearts, three of hearts, jack of hearts, jack of diamonds. Ah! Mm, okay. Well. Where did I leave off? Was it David Rowney that I leave Maybe. off on? D-Raw? 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 Right, uh, David Rowney, we'd like to thank, uh, we'd like to take this moment to thank David Rowney. Thank you so much. Love you, mate. Miss you. Wish we was rolling up a spliff in the backyard, doing a bit of a cookout. Doing some bangers. Getting some hot bangers in the mouth. <laughs> you know? Big fucking juicy bangers. Go up. Thank you, Danielle Hartley, Connor Sweeney, and Brian Jackson. You're a handful. It's my second episode, and it's my second week with no caffeine, so mm, mm-hmm. things are grim. I blame it on the caffeine. Oh, God. Lack of caffeine. I blame it on the pandemic. So today we are talking about 2015's What We Do in the Shadows, directed by Jemaine Clement, 
Taika Waititi, and starring Jemaine Clement, Taika Waititi, Jonathan Bruh, Reese Darby, Ben Fransham as Peter, and Corey Gonzalez Mouser as Nick. This was literally just an off-the-cuff pick. It was just a movie that you said, and I rented it like five minutes later, and we just yeah, watched it. Yeah, we like it. joked about it. Yeah, because yeah, well, we, we knew we had to do an episode. We had nothing planned. Oh, by the way, listener. We did have something planned, but we bumped it back. Uh, which one? Was, oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. We decided that we, because starting next month, you and I are actually going to take a stab at themes. We're going to try and get a, like a cohesive theme going yeah. for the month, so... The pandemic put Bird and I kind of behind the line a little bit, and we've just been swinging to just get movies out to you guys, but we're actually about to be ahead. So yeah, I keep thinking it's later in the week, but it's totally Monday. Yeah, it's Monday, so <laughs> we are tech. We on? are technically late. Uh, this episode should have <laughs> gone up on Saturday, but it's Monday, and we already have our next movie picked out for next Saturday. So by the time you hear this, we'll be back on track. And uh, thinking about what our next couple of months themes are going to be, we're going to try and tie in the Patreon movies maybe a little bit, and the show will kind of regain some of the cohesion for which it has become known in two seasons, starting the third season when the the world shut down. (laughs) So, um, top of the main season show, as always, I would like to say to my my good friend and cohort, Carl Hartley, I miss you, buddy. And I miss you too, Danielle, Carl's mm-hmm. lovely wife, for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know. Good friends of ours. It's hard being Carl. Because <laughs> it feels like a... Like it's a, a tough job. <laughs> a difficult penny loafers to fill. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... I have been really, really enjoying talking to you, and I'm so grateful. Carl and I are both so grateful that you have helped us keep the show Shucks. going out so people have something to listen to, and you know the subscribers don't all unsubscribe because there's nothing coming mm. in. Um, I do miss sitting across <laughs> from him and talking movies, though. I miss I miss my friend. Yeah, you see me all the time. I do, yeah. But that's okay because we, we don't talk about movies very often. Usually our, like the, the, ex- the full extent of our movie conversation is like, wow, that was a really good movie bird good pick or like max you're not allowed to pick the movie that we watch at night anymore like that's not on date night you're not allowed to pick date night <laughs> i have movies. a bad mm-hmm. track record with date night hey that might be a fun theme max's date night movies God. well we've already done one for the show the i spit on your grave remake oh my god yeah that was one of our first date night movies it was fucking you're the worst a rape revenge film is awful it was really bad the worst. i took bird to like the premiere of black mass too which is all the whitey yeah. bulger it's like super vicious and um, that alan turing movie too oh um, god yeah that was a date game. night i took you to the imitation game however however bird wind river i hey shut up you liked wind river it was good, an awful but lot. it was depressing it, of course it was depressing. <laughs> Wind River was pretty good, but yeah. But I mean, think about it. Imitation Game, that's a masterpiece. I took you to a really good movie. Black Mass, I think, is objectively good. It's the most depressing thing that's ever been filmed, but it's it's a pretty good movie, and it's a great performance by Johnny Depp. Not what I want to see on a date night, though. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. I'm sorry, The Princess Diaries 2 wasn't playing. (laughs) Shots across the (laughs) bat. This, on the other hand, Boo, was a great movie pick this was yours this was a, a pick of yours mm-hmm, what we mm-hmm. do in the shadows and we've actually seen it before both of us a couple of times maybe. i've only seen it once really i think i've only I think seen, it, seen it, it maybe twice maybe i don't i don't i remember watching it once it's it's this movie is hilarious so 
for those of you who missed it, it's made. It's a. It's one of those movies we uh, we used to. Carl and I used to talk about it on the show. We talked about it with David Rowney during the um, the uh, uh, Anarchy in the UK series, where at the beginning of some movies you see that this film was paid for using funds from the National Lottery. Oh, it's fine. She'll shut up in a second. My sorry, my wiretap's going off. Everyone, Siri, my my uh, <laughs> my NSA handler, Siri. Um, so at the beginning of a lot of British films from back in the day, you see paid uh, uh, partially funded by funds from the National Lottery, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like we've seen that with movies from New Zealand as well. And this one had like a faux, um, so fun, um, like it's hard. Yeah, it started with a title card called that said like um, new the New Zealand documentary, documentary series or whatever, yeah. and it looked like really shitty VHS. Oh, it was gold. Yeah, it's glorious. Um, <clears throat> and then the whole film is shot like a fake documentary. Mm-hmm. It, there's a documentary. Is that a mockumentary? A mockumentary. Yeah. yeah, it's the best way I've found to describe this movie is is is, is very much like this is Spinal Tap starring yes. vampires. Yeah. Shot by a bunch of New Zealanders. Shot by a bunch of New Zealanders. It is so funny. Okay, so four vampires, Deacon, Vladislav, Peter, and Viago, are in a flatting situation in New Zealand. They all uh, share an apartment. They share an apartment. They share a house, basically. Americans. Yeah, these four, I don't know what you're doing. She just keeps going. Um, but yeah, so they, they're sharing a house. They each rent a room in a house. They share a flat. They're, it's a flat. It's called a flatting situation. <laughs> And the movie starts with Viago. Uh, I pl- believe he's played by uh, Taika Waititi. Yes. And he is taking us around and he's like, you know, the alarm goes off 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And we cut to the wide That's and so it's funny. the lid of a coffin and a hand comes out and is like, uh, 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 like smashes the, uh, this is so, the small details in this movie are what make it hysterical. He gets the alarm off. But then his hand goes like, like vampire hand and like, like whoosh, drifts back whoosh. into the. Ooh, like drifts back mm-hmm. into the cask, the coffin that he, mm-hmm. is a casket that he's in. Technically, right? The coffins are the ones yes, that are casket. shaped, have the shape, but a casket's yeah. just the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like the scene, we're just uh, Bird and I are going to assume that you. This is very easy to find, and oh, it's not yeah. expensive to rent. Yeah. So the way we're going to talk about this is we're going to assume that you've watched it. I highly recommend you watch it. It's a horror comedy. It's, it's a, very in the vein of like Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. It is so funny. There's nothing in it that's like really hardcore. So I would say Deathgasm. It's very yeah. It's yeah. kind of like in the vein of Deathgasm. It's it's super fun. So we're gonna just talk about it as though you've seen it. So we might jump around a little bit and stuff like that. But we, uh, but you you highly recommend it, right? I say. Every, oh yeah, ten out of ten for me. Yeah yeah. This is definitely a well five five out of five. Five out of five for me. Or ten out of ten. Do we rate this? One hundred out of one hundred. No, because yes. it's not listed as a horror. It's listed as listed just a comedy. a comedy. Okay. So we didn't do it. Um, so. I love when Viago, like the way he introduces us to the other vampires. He's the perfect guy in the group to do that. He is, because mm-hmm. he's the one, he's not the youngest one there, but mm-hmm. he's the most like balanced. He's the most level. So he seems reasonable where they all have like, he has some quirks, but mm-hmm. they, they're more subtle. Everyone else's quirks are very overt. I think he's what, 480 years old or something know. like that? So he introduces us to these other vampires, and we realize that all the vampires are from different, like, eras. Oh, yeah. They're hundreds of years in age different from each other. The first one we meet is Deacon. 
And I think right. I think that Deacon is a nod. I think there's two blade jokes in here, and I think one of them is Deacon. There's definitely one at least. Right when Viago dresses up as Blade right, like, to go to the nope, nope, can't do he's that. He's going. You, oh mate, you can't go as Blade to the Vampire Masquerade. Why not? They love they love Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. He's yeah. like he's a vampire hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. He's dressed <laughs> up as a vampire hunter. Well, just think they are trying to connect with culture that's so far removed from them. Right, right. You know, they've been around forever, so it would yeah. be hard to like keep all that shit straight. It would st- I wonder I like this trope actually with vampires where vampires as time goes on, obviously Anne Rice makes everyone like perfectly understand. Anyway, I like when vampires fall out of touch with with modern popular culture because it's it wouldn't be interesting to them i just after figured out what my point. patreon pick is what i'm your, not telling you your patreon pick oh your next I'll tell one? you later oh my god are we gonna watch interview with a vampire no okay fuck that movie are we gonna watch queen of the damned no no <laughs> but i said Anne rice and you started talking so i know i was thinking that's such a shitty vampire movie oh were you trying to like, think of what's a better vampire movie what's a better vampire movie we could do francis ford coppola's dracula Hmm? With Gary Oldman, that was a pretty good. Ooh, Keanu Reeves sexy. is Parker. Um, so the first one we meet though is Deacon, who I think is named after Deacon Frost, the bad guy from Blade. He's hanging upside down in a closet. So funny. <laughs> His line, fucking closet. Yeah, oh, that he's in a closet. Yeah, yeah, with just like coats hanging next to him. Well, and you shit. always have that one roommate. I'm looking at our closet right now. Someone used to live in that mm-hmm. when Alan and Aaron were here. There was like a, th- a third dude. I think before that. Before yeah. them. But there was mm-hmm. a guy who lived in the closet. Yeah. His bedroom was literally in the closet. Yeah. So I, I love that when Viago is like, hey, morning, buddy. How are you? How was last night? What'd you do? Do anything fun last night? Deacon says, I transformed into a dog and had sex. Hey, that's cool. All right. You want me to close this? Ha- flat meeting. Ha- house meeting in 10. Closes the door. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, dude, oh, I, this, this, there's a couple of times in this movie where the jokes, this is why I like European films, is mm-hmm. there, no one is afraid to make a joke. There's a really funny one later when they're like, Vladislav has some old ideas about some things. Mm. Like, but yep. like, I transformed into a dog and had sex. Like, when you take two seconds and think about what that dude just said, that's kind of fucked up, you know? <laughs> I think it's, it's gold. So funny! It's the way he does it, and is there's he's a human. So he's so nonchalant, and there's so clearly like blood in his head. He's doing that like you can hear his nose is stuffed up because the actor's hanging upside down. Mm. And he's like, I transformed into a dog and had sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the whole conceit of the like flatting situation. I love this. I do too. Well, the next person we meet is Vladislav, who's. They call him, he was known as Vlad the Poker. Not Rather than Vlad, Vlad the Impaler. Because <laughs> he liked to, he, the way he tortured people is he would take like sharp, sharp sticks and poke them. Um, and we find out that he got impaled. Right on a lamppost. Yeah, the beast mm-hmm. impaled him on a lamppost. But um, we meet Vlad. And this is another thing that this movie nails, which is practical effects. Oh, dude, yeah. The practical effects, the wire work, the really subtle, clever uses of CG when they appear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything in this movie looks great. There's nothing in here where I'm like, oh, okay, they were pretty close on that, but it's 2015. Right. No, everything is 
perfect. We talked about it. The backpack gag. Oh, the backpack what? gag is gold. Even Vladislav's face on the cat is ha- like hauntingly yes. correct. Doesn't get the faces right. Yeah, he doesn't get the faces right. So it's just his face. Oh my god. I love when we meet Vladislav because they open the door, mm-hmm. and paradoxically, Vladislav is like hundreds of feet away from us in the darkness and in all like on the sea on the wall. Sure, he's on the far wall because when you open the door. It's like we are in a bird's eye view looking straight down at him mm-hmm, because the mm-hmm. this red bed is on the far wall. But all you can see is blackness and this right. red bed and he's in the middle and there's like three vampire women hissing all around him. And it's like some weird sexy time. It's the vampire's night orgy of mm-hmm. sorts. <laughs> and uh, see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, Viago is like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he closes the door a second later. The door reopens and it's just a normal it's just a regular, room. Just a regular room. And Viago's like pulling a robe around himself and he's like, Hey, how's it going? And he's like, Oh yeah, I'm glad you're up. Flat meeting in ten minutes. He goes, Make it twenty. And he closes the door again in his it face. Just fucks off, yeah. Yeah, but like that effect and it's a one shot too. They don't they they don't like cut or there's no there's no obvious edits. Mm-hmm. You and I having watched Atomic Blonde and the John Wick films, we have started to become attuned to hidden edit points. Another good example is uh, Birdman. Birdman is loaded with hidden mm, edits. And mm-hmm. If you know what you're looking for, you can kind of tell where they cut. But man, this movie's pretty seamless when it comes to that. And this looks great. Yeah, especially that hallway scene, the hallway fight. The hallway fight Gold. is amazing because you can see the the cuts, but the mm-hmm. cuts they do reinforce the action. So right. they're they're not obvious. Yeah. They're they're totally visible, but they they just kind of subtle. Yeah, they punch the action mm-hmm. up a yeah. bit and make it seem more dynamic when really what they're doing is they're cutting to rotate the hallway. Yeah. It's genius. It's really cool stuff. But um then we go downstairs and we meet Peter. I know. Oh my god, Peter. Peter is the best oh, played by Ben Francham. We've got to shout out Peter. Peter is 8,000 years old. Yeah. He's like he is Max Shrek Nosferatu. Yes. Like, that's who this guy is. He doesn't even look remotely human. Um, it's kind of like they took different vampires from different um, vampire mythologies or, like, stories. They took the diff- the evolutions of the vampire right. in popular culture yes, and exactly. gave us one of each. The Deacon character is like the modern Deacon Frost. He's supposed to be, like, the young bad boys, really. He's supposed to be, like, young and hip. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, when we're introduced to Nick and Nick becomes a vampire... I like the addition of Nick because we don't have yet a vampire in in our vampire lore from 2015. We don't have like we don't really see that very often because mm-hmm. the va- part of the vampire myth is how old they are. Mm-hmm. So anytime we're introduced to a vampire, they're always like 500 years old, 400 years old. Right. Nick is like months old. Like by the end of this, he's like maybe six months into being a vampire, right. or like eight months into being a vampire. Um, Viago is like he. They describe him as a mid- medieval dandy. Yes, he was oh like he was like a dandy in like the seventeen. It's the Anne Rice vampire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Viago, lots is, of lace and yes, flouncy. he's very frilly. Mm-hmm. His his like fastidiousness around eating humans is so hilariously so funny. funny. It's I you want to just this movie is like half you peeing yourself <laughs> because it's so funny. I swear to God. <sighs> Um, I love the meeting with Peter when they he roll, he like slides the like he, the sarcophagus lid. Yeah, yeah. Well, he starts by putting a chicken in a bag. Yeah, he takes a chicken down to Peter in the morning, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, Peter, 
Hey Peter, how's it going? We're going to have a little bit of a flat meeting in 10 minutes. I just, I don't expect you to come. I just thought I would invite you, you know, to keep him involved in the house and not mm -hmm. be rude. Yeah. And he's like, wow, look, I noticed there's a lot of bones on the floor down here what's the oh it's a spinal column it's Ooh, just icky oh, icky there's just human bones all over the fucking floor and he goes yeah. so a little later i'll bring a broom down for you if you wanted to you know sweep some of this stuff up and then peter like hisses at him you know yeah. does like the peter's actually kind of scary too he's got like the he's got the vampire teeth that are always outside his mouth and every tooth is a fang yeah I, and his eyes are like white yeah, white with like a really dark center kind of thing. He's mm -hmm. he's spooky. He's a mm -hmm. real spooky vampire. He's bald. He's got like the big he's very gaunt pointed looking. ears. He's mm -hmm. very tall, mm -hmm. long, long limbs. He's like the the slender man. Slender man of vampires. If you've seen if you've actually truly seen Nosferatu, this is what he looks like. They based him on that. Um but oh my god, I think Peter is secretly my favorite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Like there's the bit where like when I think it's I think it's Nick goes down to talk to no it's not it's Vla it's um it's Viago Viago goes down to explain why they're not going to eat stew remember when stew starts hanging around the house yes. and he goes yeah. down and there's Peter has these brilliantly funny moments mm -hmm. because he doesn't ever speak and he's like very, he's always like perfectly still, you know, he's very subtle, his eyes rove around, he's haunting. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, he acts kind of like a normal person and it makes it so much funnier mm -hmm. that he's so haunting because Viago goes downstairs and is like, hey, so it's after they bite Nick and Nick turns and Stu starts hanging around and Stu right. is a human mm -hmm. and he's like a living human but they all love him mm -hmm. he's like so, so they don't want to eat him so they don't want to yeah. yeah they don't want to eat Stu because you don't like even Nick explains he's like you know I wanted to eat him but I'm not gonna eat him because he's my mate because he's my mate he's my mate you know like it's <laughs> <laughs> but when Viago goes and tells Peter he's like so you might notice there's human upstairs his name is Stu and we're, we've all sort of agreed not to turn him into a vampire or kill him. You know, he's a vegetarian. The last thing he'd want to do would be to, you know, eat people. And the camera, like, like uh, the office style, yeah. like, pans over to Peter and zooms in a little. Mm -hmm. And Peter's just like, yeah, okay, okay. He's just, like, nodding. Mm -hmm. He nods mm -hmm. his head like, oh, okay, got it. Sure, yeah. Yeah. vegetarian. But he looks... Yeah. Like a fucking crazy, <laughs> horrifying vampire. But the, the dude, I'm telling you, that performance, and I know this is not your forte. This would be a Carl Hartley moment where we could just geek out about micro performances. I acting. But it is. It really is. Teeth it's, acting. It, it, it's not that. It's like nodding acting. It's like head acting. Because he, he just looks like he's like this like fucking soulless vampire, mm -hmm. but he's nodding like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a, he is a vegetarian. That would be bad. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. Like just he, mm -hmm. the the like modern normal context. Ugh. Um. So they they have their meeting at the very beginning. This is one of my favorite bits because even though they're undead and they're mm -hmm. all from different time periods, mm -hmm. in a weird way, the movie to me kind of one of the things that it's kind of like talks about is like even undead you still have some vestiges of human nature mm -hmm. 
you know, like in modern times, these three, and I like that they say that most vampires do live in like spooky castles on cliffs, but <laughs> you know, there are a couple people who like to just come to the city and hang right. out and the big argument is the dishes haven't been done in five years. Right. <laughs> and it's Deacon. They had like a chore chart set up. And when it t- came time for Deacon to do the dishes, he just didn't. So the chore chart just stayed the same for five years while they waited for him to do the dishes. And that's what the meeting is all about. I guess five years to a vampire would not be like. Not that long. Yeah. Be like, all right, you haven't done your dishes for a couple days. That was one thing that this movie actually got me thinking about. You know how my grandma Linda was telling me this morning, and I know you and I have talked a little bit about it, but you know how during the pandemic, the days kind of seem to melt together a little bit. They kind of mm-hmm. mush where like... I have no idea what day it is. Yeah, we're like, yeah. it'll be Sunday, and you're like, wow, it's Sunday. And then pretty soon it's Thursday. And you're like, wait, 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 what did I do? What did I do yesterday? And you can't yeah. remember? Nope. It's That's weird. But I wonder if vampires would start to like feel that way about like months or years yeah. where it's just like June again already. Huh. huh. Like it can't be snowing. It was just snow. What? Is it snowing already? Are we at winter time? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, I love <laughs> I love when they're doing their meeting and they're like. You know, like we we uh, guys, the house is a mess. Could we? I know that we look. We're vampires. We don't like to clean, but we really need to clean if we're going to keep our space nice. And then right. they they cut away to Viago, um, and he's like, "Yeah." Well, they're they're also explaining. He's also explaining at the time who these vampires are, mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. oh, he's the young cool one. They're like Vladislav. He, uh, you know, he's he's a uh, seven hundred years old and he was a cou- in his time he was a count and he used to you know, he's older, so he's got some pretty old ideas about some things they cut back and it's Vladislav like he's like like the light bulb. Like he's just mm-hmm. had it and he goes We should get some slaves <laughs> Everyone the two other guys at the table look at him like Like dude, what are you talking about? And you, and you feel like you feel like they've mentioned this to him before, but like, because you can't it's talk about that. yeah, like we we don't really mm-hmm. do that now right. any longer. <laughs> but you know when the oh my god the way that and that by the way for those of you who have who like the flight of the Concords, he the guy who plays Vladislav is uh, his uh, Jermaine Clement is one of the two yes. of the Flight of the Concords. You get to see this guy with like long flowing hair and this like Vlad the Impaler. I did mo- not recognize him. I didn't realize until I just looked at the IMDb Just IMDb now that page. that's who that yeah. was? Wow. I didn't put it together. He does look really different. Totally different. <laughs> Go away. I'm doing my dark bidding <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm, I'm bidding on this table. <laughs> How do they make money? <laughs> oh. How do they pay rent? Hmm. I'm imagining it's one of these. Like your rent has been paid. Oh. You know the yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we can. Do you want to talk about? Oh god, I think the best way is to just go through linearly. Do you think, or do you want to just jump around? Sure. Because, dude, those. I think the funniest scene in this whole movie is the cops. Oh my god, the <laughs> that, cops! That might be the yeah. It's gold. <laughs> um. The only thought I could have I had while watching the like flat meeting, I was just like, "Wow, this is like every fucking house meeting house meeting I've ever been to, right? Where people don't do their shit. Hemen don't do their shit. 
Hey, generally, now, I do a lot of dishes. That's about it, though. And I do a lot of cooking. And I change the harmonic balancer on the car. You know, man. Is that even a thing? Off. Is that a real thing? You know, Bird, we should get some slaves. <laughs> <laughs> no? No. No, that's Probably not. not. All right. Well, in that case, I will do the vacuuming. Oh. Or I'll clean the shower room or whatever you want me to do. Your eyes are so haunting. You have that witch-like gaze. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Keep your teeth out <laughs> all yeah. doofy like forever and then glare at me. <laughs> and then hiss and I'll give you chickens. Really? Uh, no. <laughs> because I know you like you like the chickens too much. Um I love the bit where have you ever seen Cribs, like MTV's Cribs? Or no. okay, have you ever seen any show seen where like movie I would or T V show? show? So what about like a, a show where they're like, Welcome to my beautiful home? Let me walk you around my beautiful home. You've seen those. HGTV right? HGT- show. Every yeah. HGTV show where the house is already built. Okay. Yes. The I'm scene where Vladislav is telling us about, like, you know, I used to poke people and mm-hmm. I was, like, I killed like hundreds. I love De- how Deacon, he's like, yeah, I used to be like a count. I used to just kill and torture like thousands of people. It was I great. love the images that they show us. Yeah. The like, paintings that they had made for the film. But like woodcut, like block yes. prints of like. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it so much. Like the altered photos yeah, it's and a, stuff. It's a great use great. Of, of like um, montage photography and mm-hmm. the music they play behind it is so good. So good. Because it doesn't match with the voiceover, which is like, yeah, I, you know, I. I was, I hung out in a castle for a while. Meanwhile, the music's like, oh, 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 oh yeah, it's like oh, kind of Gregorian oh, oh, oh. chants or and something. It's like like these hellish demonic pictures of vampires, yep. and then they cut back to president, and it's it's just you know Vladislav sitting in like a Hugh Hefner style smoking jacket. In the oh my god, the seventies style like their wardrobes photos. are so funny, so good. But the scene I'm thinking of is when Vladislav is down in the dun like the torture chamber basement, yes. sub basement, and he goes. So, this is my torture chamber, and he like point. He like does yeah. the like arm sweep, and then he he this guy nails the smile of the like Martha Stewart like welcome to my home smile. Uh-huh. Goes, this is my torture chamber, and he does like the like little like duh, little dumb uh-huh. grin that everyone does. <laughs> I don't I don't really come down here anymore. I I I was coming down here during a very dark. I love how you're doing like a German. Viago's accent is very kind of like like Austrian, like Middle Europe, but uh, Vladislav's is hard because <laughs> it's like Slavic. But everyone does a good job. There's no accents in here that I didn't think were good. Mm-hmm. Nick's is just New Zealand because he's a new an actor from New Zealand. Um, the I bird, I would, Max, I would own every single record done by their medieval garage band. Oh my god! That, you fucking would. I would. Oh, they no. all. Did you notice they all play instruments that were invented during the time period they were alive? Invented. Came into common practice. Like uh. Deacon is a like 183 years old, but he's playing a cello as though it is an upright bass. It is an upright bass. He's playing an upright bass. Yeah. Hmm. When was cellos up- are smaller? We have to figure out when the upright ba- bass was invented. Uh, Vladislav okay. is playing uh, like a mandolin or something. It's like what, but it's like the tri- the really big like triangle old style. It's it's like a lute 
or something like that. I don't know exactly what Lute? it's called. I don't know. I don't lyre? know. I don't know medieval instruments very well. I thought a lyre was the one that was like the Greek boys played with the. It's like a U shape yes. with a bunch of strings. Yeah. Hmm. What's that one from? Um, Only lovers left alive. Yeah. The big. I think body. The, I think that's a lute. I know that sounds strange, but I think that's a lute. I don't know. Hmm. Listener, if you know medieval instruments, <laughs> and of course Viago is playing a trumpet, but it's like a it's like a bugle though. It doesn't have like fingers. He's playing a horn, like an old school. Where you have to like use your mouth yeah, to, just to do pitch. The... Those are hard. Those are hard to play. My grandpa. It had sounds a awful. It does. The whole thing sounds it's really wretched. bad. It's like bling, ding, ding. I'm pretty bling, sure ding. Deacon is playing the same note the whole time. He, he's moving around a little. It's so funny. They're they. I like that they have like a little house band though. And it. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so funny. Um. They go out have a little night on the town. Do you think of the little young girl vampires? Oh, they they oh basically say there's like checking out perverts. Uh, so what do you mm-hmm. uh, what are you gonna do tonight? Kill some perverts. <laughs> they're because. You know, and they're also building the world at the same time as they're doing this. You know, you stay the age you're bitten. <laughs> you stay the age you're bitten. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're bitten, you never age any further than right. that. So Vladislav's like, you know, the, the actor is like 40 mm-hmm. who's playing Vladislav. And he goes, you know, when you're bitten, you stay the same age forever. So that's why I still look 16. Right. He's got like this flowing black hair and a full beard. And he looks like 40. And then they... They like cut to a bunch of historical pictures of Vlad the Impaler and they cut back to him and he goes, life was harder for a 16 year old back then. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, well, yeah. we were saying like. Died well, at 35. If you so. die at 35, 16 is middle aged. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ding. Um, but they do, they run into two girls who are like 14, yeah. 15, maybe Ish. a little younger. Yeah. But they're. They're like 800 years old. Yeah. The girls. So they're like, they, and we actually do see them kill. Yeah. A, like a pervert later on. He's following one of them down an alley. Like one of them, like, I think what they do is they're like, hey, mister, you want to come on down the alley with me? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'm a sick fuck. Well, I think that's what they're doing. I know. Because then the other little girl vampire is hiding in the back of a garbage truck with a garrote. Yeah. And just like, and she strangles him. And as soon as she starts strangling, the other one just starts ripping into nah, him. Man. They hit him. They get him to the ground. And I thought this was a great, they didn't have to do this because the shot is so far away. Mm-hmm. When he hits the ground, you can see blood start to pool under him, like a fairly large yeah. pool of blood. It's awesome. It's so awesome. Kill some, what are you doing tonight? Kill some perverts. And then they say, yeah, the usual. Oh, that's so funny. Like the This is a really inventive movie. It really yeah. thinks about the the nitty-gritty of being a vampire in 2015 mm-hmm. in New Zealand, you know? Yeah. It's good. what were you going to say before? Um, we talked about the like house band and like the weird music that they're playing. Like in the intro slash behind the like archaic texts and things like that. Yeah. But there's modern music in here too that's like very appropriate there and like is. kind of funky and weird and just fits perfectly with there, the film. There's like a. It's like like discotheque. Yeah, there's type. some like discotheque type movie or music. There's like a 
it's kind of like a hip hop vibe when they first go out on the town because mm-hmm. we had to turn mm-hmm. the subtitles on at that one point and it said like uh, a Homos. Yeah, to find out that that dude. Um, I do like that even though this movie does have the other F word in it, the guy who says it immediately gets yelled at. Oh, yeah. For yeah. It. And it becomes, we were talking about this because it actually become. we'll be there in a second because I, I know you love them. I know. Um, I love it so but it, much. The, he says that kind of, he says like this very tasteless joke, gets reprimanded for it. The reprimand is used by the person he said it to to mm-hmm. turn into a visual gag. Yeah. It's like a sequence of it things. It just flows beautifully. This is astoundingly well written. The movie's very tight. There's, I don't think it, for the style of film it is, no pacing problems. A Mm-mm. lot of times mockumentaries will have a bit where they drag and yeah. they tend to go too long. This movie's like an hour, an hour, it's almost like an hour and 30 on the dot. I think it's an it's hour snappy 26. It's snappy and crisp. Fat, yeah, it's fast, it's crisp, and it's sharp. Mm-hmm. All the way through. It's peppered with like tiny, these tiny little details that show the story itself is fairly simplistic, but it's the. It's I feel the, like I've picked up on more details on this third watched. watching. Yeah. Like every time you watch it, you catch something different. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have as well. It's, it's totally great. Um, so <laughs> we, I'm sorry. I just saw my note biting the girl who wants to travel. Um, oh yeah it's like when Viago they basically there comes a point where they have to address the elephant in the room which is dinner vampires have to eat and they have to eat humans so let's see what that looks like in 2015 these vampires don't really seem cruel how are they going to go about Mm -hmm. doing and uh, Viago brings a woman home and he sits her down, and I love that. I love we that we see him set newspaper it's, on the it floor. It feels very like Tinder date y. It does feel very Tinder date y. But I, what I like is that he's like throwing like comforters over the the couch yeah. and putting paper towel ta- or pa- uh, newspaper, newspaper on the floor because he told someone earlier he's like, "You got my well, he's like, fancy you antique know, couch." Yeah, somebody, somebody I noticed fed on. My antique divan. And <laughs> Vladislav goes, the red one? He goes, well, it's red now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's stinking there. You could put newspapers down, you know. Well, vampires, Take vampires a lot of work. do not put newspapers down. And Viago goes, well, some of them do. <laughs> and we see him do it later, and it fails. And that's kind of where they give him shit about being, like, a dandy and, like, fussy. Right. Well, we we listen to this woman, like, telling her dreams. Dude, the way this is structured is so funny because it's that deadpan. It's like Arrested Development. Yeah. This, she's like, he's like, so what do you, oh, you're going to school? What are you studying? Well, you know, I'm studying this, but as soon as school's done, I really want to travel. I've I've wanted to go to Norway for ages, and I'm gonna I'm gonna travel. I'm gonna go to Paris. I'm gonna go to Paris and see the world. I just I would love to. And they, he his he, face just kind of like goes blank. It starts like oh his God. face starts falling, and then he'll like glance at the camera every once in a while <laughs> to be like, you know, like oh this is awkward. Yeah. She's kind of not gonna do that though. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like brushes her hair back from her neck and she's all like oh, oh. and he goes all right well, here we go and he goes around behind her and bites her neck and she springs a leak because he hit a main artery right. and it's just like this jet Shooting of blood out and you hear him oh, oh shit and he's trying to cut and then he gets his mouth over the spray and he's going like 
<laughs> he's like a dog with a hose. <laughs> like gagging because the pressure he's is so high. Right in his mouth. He's like, <laughs> it's just all over his face. It's hitting his like clothes. all over his clothes, all over the wall. His hands hurt. Yeah. Like, and then they. I love that they do this. Is like this beautiful cut where they like cut mid it spraying in his face, and then when we resume. She's laying on the ground and he's sitting just like despondent in this like a uh, Jackson Pollock room. And then they they cut to like an interview one of those candid interviews in the hallway. Yep. And he is drenched in blood. He goes, well, that didn't go very well. On the plus side, I think she had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tucks, he has his like frilly, mm-hmm. like cambric handkerchief. Blue. Yeah, it's like, tuck the, it's like tucked his in. cravats or something. It, yeah. it is kind of cravatty, but it's tucked yeah. in his neck. I thought it was just like his, the top of his flowy blouse. Oh, I thought that that was the, because he puts a handkerchief in, like a bib. It's like he's tucking a bib into his oh, shirt collar. I don't think that's what. Well, he he does it. Um, he does it when he's sitting on the couch. Yes, yeah. I think he pulls it out though. I don't think. Oh, that's that, it's what a different, it yeah. a different thing. So he uh he goes to tuck it in and it rustles on the lav mic. God. And do they, you think they ADR'd that, or do you think they think actually they, had him mic'd? I think they're all mic'd because you can hear at other points when the fabric rustles against it, and it really adds that like love that documentary. So much. Yeah, it's like it's it's awesome, and I love the awkwardness of like, like. As as he's standing in a hallway, just coated in this woman's blood, just ugh, lacquered down with mm-hmm. blood. Um, and then we we cut to how the other vampires are feeding. We see Vladislav trying to hypnotize people. Oh my god! This is actually one of the parts of the movie that I really like because I think it's social commentary. Oh yeah! Everyone he's trying to hypnotize is looking at a screen. The first TV. woman. Yep, and the then my like cell phone or a laptop. Laptop. I think, the yeah. second guy's on his laptop, and and we just see Vladislav standing outside, and he goes, "See, see me, see me, see me." You see, I don't like think, I don't bangs on the window. Well, or the, like fir- taps on the, the window. first woman when he does it for a while, and she doesn't even move. She just stares. She's staring at the TV, and then the third one, like the third or fourth one, he's like. See me, you know. I don't think she can see me from here. Not from this angle. Not from this angle. <laughs> yeah. And then the other guy, he's doing like hand motions toward mm-hmm. the window. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like reaching and back. yeah, like a, he's Bella Lugosiing it. Yes. And he's like, see me, see. And then on one of them, he turns his hand backwards and slaps the window. Right. And the dude looks up and he looks over at the camera like, still got it. The guy comes over. Do you uh, do you want to come in? <laughs> It's like he's like Vladislav reminds me of Job from Rest of Development, like doing his magic yeah. tricks. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, illusions. Tricks is something whores do for money, Michael. <laughs> Episode one, baby. Gob. Gob. Gob, Gob Bluth. Bluth. <laughs> they're laughing at they're laughing with me, Michael. The banana. The banana. <laughs> I have not seen as much Arrested Development as you. <laughs> I think the banana drop has got to be one of the funniest things ever. The banana drop? In an, there's an episode where Job is dressed up like a giant banana okay. to try and do advertising for the chocolate banana stand. Yes. And he gets picked up by a crane and the crane lifts him up in the air in a banana suit. Mm-hmm. And it like 
it's I think it's Buster who has picked him up in the crane and has let moves him out over I think it's out over like the water over the bay mm-hmm. and we're looking at like a, it's a very wide shot of this human banana hanging from a crane <laughs> and then Buster punches the button and drops him and you just watch a stuntman dressed as a banana just free fall it is hysterical <laughs> my brother and I um uh, uh oh god what's the movie you and alan a strange brew uh-huh. the, how many times you and alan watched the dog roll, roll up, up the up roof, the roof yeah. me and sam watched job in a banana suit get free fall dropped into like we did that recently with a film what was it we were losing <sighs> our minds i don't remember what movies have we watched recently Something... was it a movie or was it anime it might have been anime was it the venusian one? Oh my god it might have been <laughs> Arakawa under the bridge but i can't remember what happened we watched it like seven times fucking funny i was like i couldn't breathe oh okay um so that's how vladislav gets fed he eats this old dude Mm -hmm. and then deacon we are introduced to deacon's minion the woman the sad name julie god this poor yeah i think it is i think it is julie dude she is such a dick to her she you know, it's just like I'm 40 or I think I'm, I think, or no, she's 30. Yeah. She's like, I'm 30. I think I'm the best I'm going to be right now. And I really want you to be gone. And she just leaves, you know, because she has to, because he's yeah, her master. I love that. She's, I love how tone deaf he is to the complaint. She's like, I've been doing all this stuff for you. I've been cleaning mm-hmm. your bathroom and I'm getting you food and I'm, and, and the dentist and the dentist. Oh, right. Yeah. And I'm going to get you this dentist. And he's just adding stuff to her list. He's a piece man. Of am I right? <laughs> you are. You are entirely right. Like that is what's going on here. He's stringing her along. It's the same thing as like one day he's going to leave his wife and marry me. It's the same yeah. dynamic that he same has vibe. with Julie, yeah. even though she's married and happily so. Um, so this is how we're introduced to Nick. Julie gets a couple of <laughs> not virgins mm-hmm. for. Um, so Nick, are you a virgin? No, no. You were when we were going out. Yeah, we were six. Twelve. Twelve or whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, but she uh she gets her like an ex boy an ex ex boyfriend of hers, like a mm-hmm. very like her uh, elementary school boyfriend and a girl who was really mean to her. In English class. In English or something, class, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And uh though she brings them over and they feed them uh, biscotti. Biscuitis. Biscuitis. I love when they do you like biscuitis. <laughs> do you like biscuitis? I love when Nick is like, look, when he's talking to Stu later, he's like, look, they're gonna offer you some uh, some spaghetti. Don't eat it. Goes, I thought they were in, they wanted me to have some biscotti. <laughs> I was, I see, I didn't even <laughs> because of how Deacon says biscuitti. Mm. <laughs> um. The scene where oh, Nick, no. so the the girl, we don't really see what happens to her. I think she gets devoured. They see her being eaten in a room, I think, by Deacon, as Nick is like trying doors. So the bloody the bloody bathroom that we see later. I think that's what happened in that yeah in the bathroom. But yeah. Nick, they make Nick think that this plate of cold spaghetti is worms. Yeah, and, and then, then they make him dick's a snake they make him think his dick is a snake and as he's walking out of the room he's like i'm out i'm leaving he gets his backpack and he pieces out because he thought he was coming to a dinner party but he just 
they turned his dick into a snake and he's not having it. But he can't find the exit. <laughs> I know. I love the subtle. It's like somehow labyrinthine, even though like. And there's like weird ominous laughter that starts to like echo through the house. And there's something magical go- or supernatural going on. I love oh, the yeah. subtle shift in the score where it goes from being like kind of comedic to darker toned. But it's a really subtle move. I love when Nick is talking to the uh, the it's documentary suddenly, crew. Like very dark. Yeah, all the lights are like out. Yeah, and it the only light is from the camera. Yeah, it's, it looks kind of Blair Witchy for a little bit. Yeah, but I love when he turns to the camera crew and he's like, "You know, it's not right. It's not right. Making me think. I'm, you know, I'm get feed me a plate of worms. Turn my dick into a into a cobra. I, I no man. It's you don't think that's weird? <laughs> and he can't find the door. Oh, I thought it was yeah weird that he couldn't find a door that wasn't locked yeah all the door let out i think that's what he was talking about but yeah all the doors are locked he gets to a window and vladislav or no he gets to the window and julie's down in the driveway she's like bye and she's like sorry nick and just jumps in the car and pieces out and then vladislav flies up into the window Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is so cool this i love the wire work the wire it's seamless it's so good even Nick, like so funny. Nick fla- trying to get into the window later the, when he's learning the how to vampire fly. Vampire fight in the kitchen during the flat meeting. Oh yeah, you've got to do the. I'm not going to do the. <laughs> and they both like fly up out of their chairs, and I and love the, the landing. Yeah, is so awkward. The yeah. like the slow way that they are, like are like perched on a chair and they get their leg like around the chair. And the reason they're going slow is because they're being slowly lowered on wires. But it just looks like sometimes vampires dismounting their. Low level flight is just doofy looking. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Or sometimes you accidentally land your crutch on a chair or something. Which like, is yeah, that's uh, I think it's I think it's Viago has got like one leg on a chair and the other one's like perched on the back of the chair. It's oh my god, the wire works oh, great. It's great. I love the use of the blind angles of the house too. It kind of reminded me of um, Danny Torrance pedaling around in the mm-hmm. in the Shining. Yes, they like boom go around a corner and then you catch up a second later. But by the time you've gotten there something fucked up is happening yeah. and it gives them a chance to like set effects up mm-hmm. and that lets them do everything practically which looks so much better than cg bullshit i know it's like this is film this movie should be like f- film school first or second year everyone should be watching this like this is how you do effects work this is great is this the movie where i finally figured out what a j-cut was was that yeah this? yeah you're oh you, you finally you were saying like oh i, I get it i get the yeah. cut where the sound starts before the picture does and i'm like yeah. it's a j cut i've been talking yeah. about this for years it was i rolled a tear <laughs> um so dude you go dude. ahead talk about the backpack because oh my god this is nick, nick is ah. running around he's got his backpack on and he fought the 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 th- the three vampires flying like locked together down the hallway he's being chased around supernaturally basically and he gets they in, keep appearing where they couldn't possibly have because yeah because they were just somewhere they, else yeah. and so, sometimes they're flying and he gets into this room and locks the door right and it's like an empty study you know yeah and oh my god and then we hear like a zzz, and an arm appears out of his backpack and like reaches over his yeah. like chest i just love the the choreography here is so Good, because if you shoot it just wrong, if you get the choreography just wrong, you're going to ruin the effect. You'll see what, how it's being done. Yeah. But they but nail they it. nail it. Because not only does the arm come out, but you see Deacon's face he, and upper. Like, yeah, Deacon yeah. is starting to come out of his backpack on mm-hmm. his back. Yeah. And then, gen- and more genius choreography, he shrugs out of his backpack and it drops 
out of frame for like one second, which could be a hidden edit point or could just be him Nick setting shrugs up his, the backpack Yeah, off. Nick yes. shrugs the backpack off and throws, throws it, it. And you see the backpack slide across the floor, like fly across With the room. Deacon's upper half like sticking out, out of it. it and no legs. Great. It is Great. so good. He, th- he throws Deacon in a backpack. It's awesome looking. And then finally he gets outside and but as soon as he's outside, that's when Peter, Peter gets him. pops up. Yeah. And so Peter gets him. And we've talked about what Peter looks like as opposed to these other three. Mm-hmm. And via and then I lo- I would shit my pants. I love the de-escalation of the scene because it's so like we're so tight on uh-huh. we're chasing Nick around and it's kind of feels frantic. As soon as Peter gets him, we cut to a shot, I think on a tripod, wide, front yard, Viago, Vladislav. And Deacon are standing in the front yard and they just look like they just look like Deflated. three. Yeah, they just look like three guys. And like Viago's like peering around the bush and he goes, Oh no. Peter got him. And uh Vladislav I think Vladislav goes, Oh, poor guy. <laughs> they're just <laughs> yeah, all they're right. all like bummed out that Peter ate him because what a nightmare for this I poor guess, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Peter got him. And then um, we get to see the whole um, how people, humans, transform into vampires. We get that whole mythology building part of it. Right. I Like I, hot flashes. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, you know, Nick has like a tattoo on his neck. Yeah. So he's Nick is kind of like a cooler guy. You know, he just seems very chill. Mm-hmm. And he talks very, he speaks very plainly. Mm-hmm. I love his description of turning into a vampire because he, he's like he can't put his finger on it quite. Mm-hmm. He's like... Yeah, you know, so it was like a couple days. Because Nick, Peter turns Nick. Right. I love that too when he's like, oh, you know, I blacked out after that guy attacked me. I, I woke up in the basement and, um, you know, I was, I was caught this hole in my neck and I was covered in blood. And then he... Oh, uh, disoriented. Yeah, and yeah. then this horrifying guy gave me some of his blood to drink. So I did. I just thought it was like something that these Germans did. Like a weird German thing. Like a weird German thing. <laughs> so, I, so I drank it and then I, you know... Now I'm a vampire. But he's talking about it. When he's talking about his transformation, he's like, I was just, you know, I was, always like, I was so hot, but then I was cold. And then it was like, it was a lot of cold and hot, you know? And then it would cut to like him transforming. He mm-hmm. looks at the camera guy. He goes, are you not, are you guys not hot? Are you guys not freezing cold? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just the way that he And just, then he's like up in the ceiling corner, like shaking. He's just quivering in the corner, like, yeah. like the, uh, in Constantine, the little girl in the corner. I, I love that horror trope of a human in the corner. Mm-hmm. Actually, the best use of that, hereditary. Hereditary. Clearly the best use of a person in a corner. Um, so Nobody puts vampy in a corner? Maybe. The way that we're actually shown that Nick has become a vampire, we start with Deacon doing his erotic dance. Oh, my God. God, I love too that it's like a greatest hits of erotic dances from the last like two hundred years because he yeah. does like the belly dance, yeah, and, he's, and the like dance of the seven veils kind yeah, of thing. And he going. does like seven yeah. veils, but then he's also doing like the grinding on stage, hand in Brittany front of his crop, Spearsy yes. sort of. Yeah, he's doing like greatest hits of erotic dance from the last two centuries. So like the weirdest old timey. <laughs> chamber music or something yeah and it's the music does not fit even remotely what he's doing maybe the first dance it makes sense but everything else is like not correct and i love um i know i was spitting over at you gross thanks my back (laughs) 
But um, I love the looks on Vladislav's and Viago's faces. They're watching him like, we do have to watch this. God, this is horrible. <laughs> and then Nick floats up through the window and comes yeah. in and Deacon gives up him Up to shit. the window, yeah. Well, they open They're the, like, get in here, get motherfucker. In here. The neighbors can see you flying around. Yeah, and- it's like early evening it's right. like still kind of lightish out and he like floats in the window <laughs> but he has trouble doing it and bird and i were talking and it looks hilarious because if you had just learned to fly it would be hard to get through a window but if you were on wires it would also be really hard to get through a window like he's like do i go head first nope feet first nope yeah, kind of yeah uh, maybe oh, I I, let me just uh, and then he gets in and deacon comes and like yells at him mm-hmm. he comes over and he's like I was doing an erotic. I was doing an erotic dance for my friends, and you just totally spoiled the mood. And I love Nick's response. He goes, "Yeah, I, I caught the end of it. I thought it looked great." <laughs> <laughs> he just like oh. he, the, how quickly he like tries to f- assimilate with these guys. Yes, yeah. Oh, it's so wonderful. Okay, so this is they they hit a night out on the town with Nick and yes. Stu. We've met Stu. Right, Stu. Uh, Who's into software something? Yeah, he works for a software company. His job is that that type of job that you get in British movies sometimes, where you're not quite sure what the dude does, even though he's told you. Like it the IT crowd. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> so what do you do? Well, actually, I'm a software analyst for a geothermal uh, uh, manufacturing plant. You're like, I have no fucking idea what your job is, but I do know you work with a computer. Like yes, that- <laughs> that's as far as my brain goes. Right. Yep. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, we get to the werewolves. So they, they go out. That's them going out on the town is kind of fun. I love all this stuff with Nick. They're one of my favorite, oh dude, one of my favorite Nick lines ever is, you know, Twilight, you know, Twilight, you know, the main guy, the main guy, main guy, Twilight. That's me. It's me. Twilight. I'm Twilight. That's me. You're <laughs> just like telling everyone, everyone that, that he's a vampire. He's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I love the oh one guy's God. like. I'm a vamp. Hey, man, I'm a vampire. He goes, right on. I'm a vampire hunter. No, you're not, you piece of shit. I'll Skype you. <laughs> she just Lee walks away. But he's, he actually is. That guy actually ends yeah. up being a vampire. When he's talking to the one star clerk and he's like, yeah, I can turn into like a bat and mist and wolf. And the guy's, and the guy's like, like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, can, I can, too. can too, man. And you're like, oh, I turn into a bat. So what do you got? What do you got? And he goes, I don't know. What and then he, he like hisses at him and his face. This is really actually pretty he good. He Bilbo CG. Baggins it. He Bilbo Baggins it. <laughs> that yeah. thing. And then the clerk is terrified and Nick picks up whatever they bought and he goes, shouldn't. Shouldn't, joke about shouldn't joke about being able to turn into shit. <laughs> and then he walks out of the store. <laughs> uh, uh, did he think like this guy was maybe like being serious and was like, yeah, I can actually transform into stuff and like not joking with him? I don't and- know, but it, it's just bird. This movie, <laughs> this movie is like one perfectly hilarious scene after another for an hour and a half yeah it's so there's always something interesting to look at or listen to or and it's so insightful and so funny because stew the introduction of stew gives me some of my favorite moments oh my god we i love the bit where they can't they can't look into mirrors so in order to dress themselves they describe their looks to each other or they are they don't do really bad sketches yeah they'll like yeah. fake fake yes. draw they're like oh you've got the, the look is sort of like oh yeah yeah it's like a medieval thing and or they uh they will um dress up 
like a dummy like a made dummy. out of a broom yeah. in yeah. the outfit. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. That's the only way that they could do it. Stu t- shows them how to take selfies. Right. Dude, Vladislav's selfie laying on the bed with one lock of hair across his Thank face. God. He is so MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it is exact. It's like they're nailing the the MySpace selfie look. It's yeah. so funny, and they all use like terrible flash. You know, like none of the pictures look good. They all look. Yeah, and he looks so greasy. <laughs> yeah, they they look like the first two hundred selfies you took. Anybody listening? Mm. The first like couple hundred selfies you took before you figured out how that worked. That that's these. <laughs> um, and I think there's a moment in here that. The first, I remember the first time I watched this movie, I teared up. I know. And it's when Stu gets them on YouTube and shows them video footage of Sunrise. It's the first sunrise that they've seen in like hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. And they, they, as soon as it comes up, they're all like, (gasps) and, um, uh, I think it's, I think it's Deacon goes, or Deacon or, or Vladislav goes, holy shit. It's a cool moment. Yeah. It really is because it's you're not expecting it to mean to be anything. Kind of warm fuzzies. Yeah. Yeah, but you're watching. He goes, "All right, all right, watch everyone, watch everyone," and then poof, the sun crests, and it's just like, "Holy shit!" And mm-hmm. they're just looking at a sunrise mm-hmm. on a screen. It's beautiful. It's yeah. really a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. I love it. No. I love it the way that your Stew. face loves it right now. <laughs> Stu is the best. Stu is the best. The reddest person I know. The reddest person. <laughs> He is always very flush. He does always look kind of like yeah, like overheated, sunburned. Or, yes, yeah, sunburned. <laughs> well, um, some people do just kind of have that like ruddy complexion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, that was one thing. There is one moment in this movie that makes me genuinely sad. It's when Peter dies. Yeah, Peter's death. Look, I wanted more of Peter. Me too. Yeah, I, I'm gl- in in retrospect though. I don't think I did. You know, yeah. I, if you put more of him in the movie, I don't think it improves. It would have just been that same sort of shtick. Same sort yeah. of shtick. I think they utilized him as much as they could, and then they killed him in a way that allowed the plot to move forward. I think it's a good choice, but it, but to the movie's credit, I felt sad when Peter died. Yeah. And it's also to that movie's credit that Peter's death is kind of funny. Yeah. Even though you're sad that he's dying, like the pan of water that Vladislav tries to throw and it almost all ends up on the wall and on the stairs and none of it hits Peter at all. <laughs> that shit is that's really funny. We cut away for like Peter's half on fire. They cut away and when we cut back, Peter's like fully, fully engulfed, engulfed in flames. <laughs> it's it sucks. My guy just like closes the trapdoor thing and just yeah. like, yep. Mm, <laughs> he's toast. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. And there's and the you know Deacon was turned by Peter. He tries to run downstairs, and they're like, "There's sunlight." And it's actually kind of a fraught moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, the gauntlet of shame, 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 bad procession vampire. of shame. The procession, I think. the procession of shame. <laughs> I love. Oh, oh my god, bird. so many good things, Nick. I. It's so quotable. Nick, I want you to... It is! like So many good lines. I told you, like, almost all my notes are just quotes that I thought were hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like, Nick, I want you to know that I told... I said that we shouldn't do this. I said, no, I don't want to do the procession of shame. I think it's a bit extreme. (laughs) Pause. Like, everyone stays quiet for so they're looking really ominously at him. And then Vladislav breaks, like, breaks the, uh, the, the the angry looking wall. And he leans over and he goes... No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. You said you were saying yes. You were saying, y- don't just. And they just kind of like, 
well, I still, I still think it's away. a bit extreme. <laughs> and it's just them walking around Nick in a circle in the yard. Yeah. Sh- same. Shame. Bad vampire. <laughs> Bad vampire. Uh, because, and all, they, they exile Nick because Peter died because that guy who told Nick that he was a vampire hunter. Actually was. Actually yeah. a vampire hunter. Snuck in the basement. Deacon's detective work is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> the re- and here's why I think it's funny. The reason he's so good at at like deductive reasoning and detection is he's 190 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you had an entire think about this, you and I over the course yeah. of one human lifetime, 80 years, uh huh, we would get better and better at observing stuff. Mm-hmm. Now double that amount of time, you'd be Batman, mm-hmm. and you never get older, and your brain never deteriorates. Think about, and I, I, they don't play it that way, but this is something I think about with vampires all the time, which is what makes the scariest vampires truly scary for me isn't any of their supernatural powers. It's just that they've had, okay, some of their supernatural powers are yeah. fucking scary for sure, but like one of the things that scares me most about vampires is they have 10 human lifetimes to get smarter. Oh yeah, 20. so much knowledge. Yeah, yeah, they they know more than you ever possibly could, and they've everything you're throwing at them. They've experienced again and again. They've seen so mm-hmm. much. You can't. It's not that you can't compete with a vampire's strength because humans have beaten stronger adversaries, adversaries that were, you know, came in the night or were attacked. But if they they've beaten wolves, but mm-hmm. one thing that humans have never had to try and fight is ourselves perfected. Yeah, you know that's what really frightens me is. An enemy that is smarter than you could ever be is terrifying to me. But anyway, that anyway, all that like Deacon's like, here's what I think happened. I think he, our vampire hunter came through this window, fell down, hit this table, thus breaking the like everything he says mm-hmm. is like so spot on. Right. Um, so yeah, man, I don't I don't even have it written down, so it must have come before this. But uh, the cops. It was immediately after that, yeah. It's right after Peter, um, yeah, because toasted. because Deacon chases Nick around, right? And that he's like, that's where they find him, Vladislav, because they find them in the kitchen where Vladislav is trying to hold Deacon down, and yes. Nick is up in the corner. Yeah. So there's a knock at the door, and all this chaos is happening. Like Deacon's trying to kill Nick because Nick was responsible for right. Peter's, Peter's death, death, and Peter sired Deacon. But the cops show up. And these are, look, it's New Zealand, but for those of you who don't have a good idea of, like, New Zealand, think Canadian. These are basically yeah. Canadian cops. Nice cops. One of my favorite lines in this whole movie is, like, you know, uh, the we've had a lot of these dog attacks. This is right after we've seen Stu disemboweled. Right. And she's like, you know, they're getting, they're getting killed every month. This is ha- this is monthly, and that's not good for the dogs, and it's not good for the community. <laughs> Just like it's like one of those like canned cop lines that they say when you put a camera in their face. Yeah. You know, like, well, our first concern is always for the animals, and of course for the community. <laughs> I love the line where she's saying like uh, the vampire hunter in the basement who's totally dead. Oh she's my like, god, this guy's not having a good time. Like, all I'm saying is like, get this guy a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> What? Well, shit. What is the? Because they say he's like passed out drunk. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell's the line? It's like, uh, it's not. Where's his? You know, like I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about where's his. 
where's this where's the smoke detector where's his blanket you know I, I can't remember what it is but you're right the the like, it's like the, where's his blanket the blonde yeah. lady cop this guy's not having a good time he's gonna feel and he has the um the uh sarcophagus lid resting on his leg and they're yeah. like yeah that can't be comfortable that can't be you comfortable. should probably <laughs> move that I let Viago. I'm not a very good hypnotist. This could wear off at literally any second. <laughs> and the cops, but it holds. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they've 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 had some noise complaints. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we've got some. Hours later, Dude, they get these, to their house. These Weird. cops are so funny. Because so the lady is like, she's talking about, it and she's like, "Well, we've had some." It escalates. She's like, "Well, we've had a, some noise complaints." And there was, you know, they've been saying there was some, uh, you know, some banging around, quite a lot of screaming and some smoke. smoke. (laughs) And she says it all with a perfectly straight face. I could never. These cops play deadpan like masters. It's incredible. The dude cop in the basement, like no smoke detectors down here. Yes, there are. Yes, there are, aren't there? Look, I can see them now. Doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I love that when he there. So they they want to come in and look around. So right. he's like, sure. And they you'll get, see nothing unusual. You will see nothing unusual. And they go, well, I'm sure we won't. And then lead on, and he mm-hmm. leads them around. And they go. They get into the living room, and Deacon is levitating. He's like flying in the air, and Vladislav is trying to hold his legs down. So he's like kind of scrabbling on the ground, floating around. Deacon's I I was in the kitchen. It, yeah, they're in the kitchen. Yeah, the dining room. And Deacon's flying and Nick is plastered up in the corner like mom and hereditary. Yeah. And the cops come in and they're like, hey, hey, how are y'all doing? Hey, I see you having a Friday night, having a bit of a having a bit of a laugh, letting <laughs> off some steam. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. What do they see? Like the hypnotism worked. Right. Like this all looks normal to like, them yeah. yeah i well what i'm assuming is they they see what they're really seeing but they don't see it they don't see it as unusual oh. i think they're seeing things for real but it's just their brains are making it make sense for them or saying like this is normal this is fine it's the dog in the burning house this is fine yeah i think that's these cops <laughs> and i love it because the cop the male cop goes oh my god wait a minute and you're like oh do you see that and he clicks the light on and shines it on nick who is Doing something impossible. Yeah. But then the light like flicks around the other corners of the room and he goes, look at that. No smoke detectors. Yeah. <laughs> Shame they- on you, vampires. <laughs> What's that smell? Barbecue. <laughs> it's Peter just it's Peter. crisped. Yeah. When they go down into Peter's room and they see the, the vampire hunter guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that they're like, how about, you know, how about no more barbecues inside? <laughs> <laughs> that's one of their that's their solution yeah. and then you know they they no no smoke detectors down here and vladislav rehypnotizes him because right. he, he's a baller hypnotist he's right. really really good so he's well he used he to be was he used to be much yeah. better but he's he's still the best of them right you know he used to be able to hypnotize crowds they say right. i love that um but he goes i love that he goes um uh deacon goes we should kill them and vladislav goes well hold on hold on Let's follow them around, see if they have any more safety pointers, and then we'll, you know, we'll see, and maybe we'll kill them. But he's, you know, the cops do point out, they're like, look at this. 
you've got flammable adhesives right under a power box. That's a safety. And there's thing. a lantern on. And top there's a lantern on top. Of, yeah, it's like it's like pitch, like tar or pitch under a under the a worst possible under your fuse box with yeah. a like oil lantern on it. And they're like, that's not safe. And I like that Vladislav's like, oh my god, that's not safe. <laughs> Those, oh, I'm no. oh man, those two, okay. those two cops, those two cops going through the house is just like puke yourself funny. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, and then they go out for a night on the town, and Nick gets him into like the cool club. Yes, and it's on the way back from there that they run into. Yes, what's that smell? Is it later when he says, "Hey, look, 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 look"? You smell that? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this is where they. This is where we run into the uh, werewolves. Yes. And then, uh, dude, Vladislav turns to the camera. They're just walking. It's that. It's this is like a thing. Um, not much because our our period of partying was fairly short. But you remember mm-hmm. when I was with the crew? Yeah. We would do. We would do it up. We yeah. would go hard. Getting turned. We would get turned. Yeah. There was like two <laughs> years where shit was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You've been in this situation where you're walking in a group and then another group is walking and it's just the two of you and you're like kind of you're on your way from Remy's to Breakers. Mm. And there's that long chunk mm-hmm. of kind of not great neighborhood. Yeah. No one around. You're with your crew and there's another crew. crew. And they're yep. coming towards you and the, you, all of a sudden, boom, there's a vibe. There's that bitch Becky over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's it's a mood, you know, there's like it kind of <laughs> yeah. runs through you and everyone's like. You're ready. Everyone gets ready. Just You're ready in, to roll. Just yeah. in case. And I think Vladislav catches that perfectly when, because uh, <laughs> Deacon's like, you, sm- you smell that? And Vladislav turns to the documentary crew to warn them. He's like, like well, I, I can't shit. What does he say? He, he says something about like, this might get a little he, crazy yeah, or something. Like, We're yeah. about to pass a group of werewolves and shit might go down. <laughs> <laughs> because he's going to, you know. Pick a fight. <laughs> well, he doesn't pick a fight. Deacon is the one who seems right. to have the most problem because yeah. they pass and he's basically like, oh, don't lick yourselves too hard or some stupid werewolf some thing. Stupid, yeah. And the werewolves aren't going to have it. You know, one of them is kind of brash. Mm-hmm. And they stop and like, what was that, mate? What was that, mate? And they like, they like B-boy, like kind of stance up mm-hmm. on each other, form ranks. Yeah. But talk about, I'm sorry, the werewolves are your <laughs> baby. Talk about the werewolf. What is, what are, I just, what are your favorite bits of oh this scene? Because it's kind of just quotes for me. It's just I love them. I, they're like weirdly wholesome and like responsible and community oriented. Hey, 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 dickhead! Fuck you! <laughs> hey, what man? What did I tell you? Don't no, don't swear. We're, We're werewolves, not swearwolves. Well, oh, I love that he starts to say it and then he gives it to the group instead. He goes, right. "We're werewolves, not swe- what are we guys?" And they all right. go, "We're werewolves, not swearwolves." Right. <laughs> and then later I love that the leader's oh swearing is like well, it's transformation night and I'm a bit on edge right. <laughs> but they're like in that scene where they're like pre-transformation they're like chaining themselves up and they're making yeah. sure that they have the right clothing on so that they're not ruining their clothing and having to then no, like you, yeah you wear you wear just, your athletic pants so they like loose right they they stretch to fit your new werewolf legs and mm-hmm. then they but Everyone's wearing jeans, and I love that the alpha males look at him. He's like, "Oh, what did I tell you?" Yeah, he's like, "What are you doing? Those are your new." 
Oh, you've you've lost all those trousers, boys. <laughs> and he turns to the one guy. He's got this new jacket. Is like uh-huh. his, I think he calls it a service jacket. And he goes, "Get that off! That's your new service jacket, Nathan." <laughs> oh, who is it? It's not Nathan. Oh, it is Nathan. Yeah. And then there's the one guy, and he's like, "Well, the missus something something about other, his other pants being in the wash because they were covered in blood." Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, Nathan, you know how big you get when you transform? That tree is not big enough for you. (laughs) It's like a little stick. Yeah, he's like, the only thing he says, he's like, you might as well be chaining yourself to a stick. Go and find a bigger tree. You know how big you get during transformation? (laughs) It's just, oh, Oh my God. In that first interaction where they like, they're like getting each other's faces Uh a little bit. There's one moment near the end where one of them starts to like get mad. Yeah, and, like, and you see him like, <laughs> yeah. and he like they do low grade CG to like make him like get bigger, and his, he like kind of tears like, his hairy, shirt and a little. And they do the eye shines, the eye shines, mm-hmm. and like veins. They there's a couple times they CG veins popping mm-hmm. on people, and it looks perfect. Yeah, because there's so much darkness in this movie, it's great. But I love that when the werewolf starts to like get a little intense. All of the other werewolves like start working with him. They like crowd around him and they're like, do like breathing well, exercises. They say, do yeah. the breathing, do the breathing. Count to 10, human again. Count to 10, human again. And the guy like, then <sighs> he comes back down. It. They're they're so ethical. I know. And they, they really are. Um, later on at the very end of the movie, the one guy's saying like, I'm the, I'm the alpha. So the other boy, you know, the other lads fall in line with me, but they generally, they yeah. really are like, a modern ethical pack yeah in a way you know like and they even like they take Stu in and like take care of him like they realize they fucked up yeah yeah and turned this guy so now it's their responsibility that to bring is a him in and teach him how to scene actually yes. it's pretty intense like yeah. watching Stu get thrown through the air and this oh my god the uh because it's a documentary. Even they blur the like the guts. belly. Yeah. Me too. Like it's it's too gory <laughs> yeah. for, a, for documentary. a documentary. So they like put blur over Stu's intestines. And then part of me was wondering if they put the blur on because this would it's all just have his tummy. Well, no, this would all have been edited um after the fact. So yeah. out of respect for Stu who is still alive, they don't want to show his innards. Oh. Like it's just <laughs> like private like a private thing or maybe he requested that they don't show his eviscerated disemboweled right. body. Right. Deacon. I think Stu went the way he would have wanted. This face on disemboweled, a tree or whatever he disemboweled says. by werewolves intestines hanging As from the trees. he's trying to trees, comfort Nick. His face torn away. I hope I've made you feel better, Nick. Nick is just like, fuck off. No, but there is this great joke where this one um this one werewolf calls Deacon Count Ethula, the other F word. Mm-hmm. Bag, let's say, Count Bagula. And all the werewolves mm. go, Whoa! And they all turn on the dude and mm. they're like, Whoa, whoa, why do you have to swear? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, What? What? And the the leader goes, well, I get it's made. I guess it's not offensive if you're talking about a bundle of sticks, right? And you're like, and then that turns into the visual gag that Deacon, you talked about earlier. Deacon yeah. cocks his arm back and he goes, "Chase this bundle of sticks, you, you mangy blah blah blah." And he does the thing we all have done to our dog a million oh, yeah. times and pretend to throw something. The a couple of the werewolf guys, they're all humans at this point, yeah. like like start moving, but one of them. 
peels off and goes running into the dark is Nathan. He's going to go, go get it. They go, no, 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 Nathan, Nathan, don't get it. It's not real. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there it's, is that dog in your life there that is. totally will chase, chase anything. Any, yeah, yeah. But dude, like, and watching like how uncertain he is as he's like, <laughs> Like, are where you to sh- go? Wait, where to go? Yeah, he like jukes back and forth a little. His head's on a swivel, and then they call him back, and he comes back reluctantly, like, like oh, but the stick. Like, are you sure? Are you sure there's no stick, guys? It's it is so. The werewolves are charming. They're so charming they until they eviscerate Stu, and then they're scary as fuck. And then they're charming again when we re meet Stu at the end mm-hmm. and find out that they've they've taken him in. Okay, I have to ask you. Yeah. Are you team werewolf or are you team vampire? Just in general? In general. Yeah, or specifically. Vampire. Team vampire. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're team werewolf. I know. I, I know you firmly are. And I used firmly. to I used to be more into werewolves when I was young. Um I think up until the time I was about 12, I was way into werewolves. I used to like try to have dreams where I could be a werewolf. Mm. I kind of I wanted to be a werewolf for ages, you know. Yeah. Actually, that's how I got into studying like the esoteric magical means of transforming yourself into a werewolf. At age 12, I was learning this. That's how I learned about the baby skin girdle, which is one traditional method. Drinking mm. water from Do you the think a nipple belts close enough. Yeah, Ed Gein, maybe he was <laughs> going for it. But no, like in mm. in occult thought uh, or you can call it folkloric tradition. Uh, a girdle made out of the skin of an unshriven newborn baby. Wear that. That will turn you into a werewolf. Drink water from the paw print of a wolf or werewolf, depending on which culture you're reading in. But if like a paw print, if there's rainwater in it. Um, and then s- some versions of that myth are you have to drink water from the paw print of a wolf during a full moon with the full moon reflected in that water and if you drink that you become a werewolf if you do a somersault over a stump this is true i'm not i'm not making this up if you do a somersault over a stump with a knife in it a silver knife in it you can transform into a werewolf these are all ways of that various cultures have that last is romany um that various cultures have of transforming yourself into a werewolf that don't involve getting bitten there's a shitload of ways Hmm. to do it um as I got older, I became more interested in vampires because vamp- the werewolf myth to me has always been about, or the or whatever you want to call it, the werewolf folktale or myth mm-hmm. or unconscious symbol, has always been about exploring the primal nature of man, the unfettered mm-hmm. animal within, the beast mm-hmm. within. That has always been less interesting to me than the more cerebral monsters. I think that vampires are... I became more interested in vampires because of the the infinite capacity for learning or some of the like, these cool vampire stories i'd read as a kid about vampires who had amassed fortunes because they had an, basically an infinite amount of time to do it uh-huh. you know like i i just like the i like the things that i like the cerebral elements They're of sexier. vampires it's not that i always hated sexy vampires i like frightening vampires mm. have you ever read bram stoker's dracula Mm, no he's really scary in that book i i like i like vampires that make me afraid i never understood what was sexy about vampires i gen- i genuinely don't get I it i think it's supposed to be like an animal magnetism type i see i always the thought witching. i always thought that it had to do with being eternally youthful oh like oh we're gonna be young and sexy forever it feels the sexy vampire i think originates with Anne rice because i can't think of any vampires before her books 
No. Again, those were before I was even born she was writing those. But I can't think of anything older than that that isn't a scary vampire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like even if you watch like the old Hammer films, there's not a whole lot of sexy going on there. There is the like undeniable draw to though like the the that has a lot to do with the the hypnotism element yeah i i get it you know i get that um neil gaiman famously it's a bad boy thing and you don't get it because you're not into bad boys i'm not into bad boys (laughs) um neil gaiman famously said he's written a couple vampire stories he said vampires are a way to talk about sex without talking about sex Mm. and he actually used vampires once to talk about sexually transmitted diseases in a really interesting way but um yeah, I don't know. I uh, I've always liked I've always liked vampires as a sophisticated enemy that is so far beyond you in all of the in all of the in every way. Nazi but, vampire in every way but one. Actually, I like that. Yeah, the deacon <laughs> deacon was a part of the Nazi vampire. They have footage of Hitler in this movie, and they just underdub it with my secret army of undead soldiers. <laughs> No, what I, but what I like about what I like about vampires is every time when they ultimately are defeated in most stories, they they die because they don't have that thing that makes humans human, and it's always that indefinable thing that makes us human, like our willingness to die for our comrades or our unwillingness to give up. It's the cold, perfect, beautiful logic of a vampire is defeated by the passionate. Like humanity of humans Mm -hmm. Because a human will never outthink a vampire But they can outheart them sometimes You know what I mean Mm -hmm. I was like that I don't know I kind of came around on vampires as I got older But I I still like werewolves a lot I mean I know a lot about werewolves clearly (laughs) Um, Mm. Yeah so We already covered that We already covered that We haven't talked about the ball at all And that's the whole like point of, of the, the documentary yeah. yeah they say at the beginning every year there's a it's a, like wait, a masked ball yeah it's, it's a big get together is it all of the vampires in the world or all the vampires in the country uh, or i don't think they no, say it's clear yeah but it's it's uh it's a basically it's a undead ball right right a big sort of like va- it's vampire the masquerade if you will um, but it's kind of like, you know, a big vampire ball where they all get together and every year there's a guest of honor, uh-huh. which to me is really funny because this is kind of like, I love that the movie starts with this saying, like, this is a se- for a, this is a thing that's all about a secret society, mm-hmm. which kind of is, but it's also about like this whole undead race that's living alongside of us. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you want, should we talk before we get to the ball? Do you want to tell everybody about the beast? The beast. The beast is going to be important. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, I love that. Oh, I fought the beast in a club bathroom. It was a very difficult battle. <laughs> oh, I fought the beast. Like, oh, yeah. but it's uh, the beast is who the person who like shook Vladislav's confidence. confidence. Basically, yeah, kind of made him vampire impotent. That's a good way to put it, actually. He used to be able to, you know, he used to kill thousands of people, which, by the way, they talk so casually about, like, how they used to, some of the, like, Vladislav used to commit genocides. Yeah. And they all just think it's kind of, like, I think Deacon at one point says it was like, oh, he's just so cool, the best, (laughs) you know? Like, this is something that they all dig, because they are vampires. They are bad guys. But uh, he used to be able to hypnotize whole crowds. He could perfectly turn into like any, any animal. animal. He's very good at transforming. 
and then he had they they don't tell you right out they mm-hmm. wait for it but yeah. they say like he got into a great battle with this legendary vampire the beast and again it's like the wood block printings they show yes. are like literally satan it's like so funny it's like, like and lesser demons yeah, yeah dude, there's like a weird chicken demon with like a dick growing dick out of its, its chest, chest. yeah <laughs> Under its boobs. It's like, it looks like a loaf of bread. It does. It's like a loaf of bread with a dick on it and feathers. It's so fucking funny. But we find out that the beast, like, shattered Vladislav. And the kind of comical vampire he is today is because of that. Right. Um, (laughs) And so that's a running, that's a kind of a running thing throughout the whole movie. But we find out at the end. That the guest of and Vladislav thought that the guest of honor was going was to gonna be, be him. him, but no, it was the beast. It was the beast. His who is his ex girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> it's like name. I what's her name like Joanna? Pauline. Pauline. She prefers Pauline. She prefers Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nickname for my ex girlfriend. She prefers Paul. She calls him asshole. Yeah. Arsehole. Arsehole. <laughs> Dude, that last like beast Vladislav sex scene, that post credit sex scene, and the, you hear the voiceover like, you know, sometimes you just reconnect and discover all the things that made you work before the breakup. And it's just them have like screaming beast and arsehole at each other and like fucking on every surface in a room. I think he says, though, that it eventually like just doesn't work out again. You think? Because they, yeah, I thought so. Oh, oh, like the rela- the relationship. They didn't get back together. They're already falling apart again. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. This movie, as opposed to the one we did for the Patreon, I would watch again to yes. find out. Actually, <laughs> if we do watch this again, we should just buy it. We should probably Constantine yeah. this one. If we're just going to keep watching it, yeah. why rent it? Um, Stu becomes a werewolf. Yep. I love the makeup, the old person makeup they put. Like oh, the, my God. When he's doing his dark bidding on the internet. Yes. Because he's um, he's like letting himself go vampire style. Yeah. Because he's depressed about not being the and guest the, of honor. He's also traumatized by the fact that if he goes to this thing, he'll have to he run into to the beast again. Her, yeah. Pauline again. Yeah. Um, I love and I love too that Viago's like, come on, if you just get your costume on, eat something on the way, rejuvenate a little mm-hmm. bit. So like, right. just just kill and eat a human on our way. You'll be young. It'll be fine. Cash, just, yeah, yeah. Just like we'll grab a bite, you know, right? As someone smoking behind a McDonald's, maybe. Okay. Speaking of somebody smoking behind a McDonald's, we look at them. Sort of. Uh, why do we like to eat virgins? Mm, you know. Yes. I don't know. Well, you know, think of it like, us. They're like a sand. They're like sandwiches to us. And you know, like when you are gonna eat a sandwich, you just rather nobody had fucked it. <laughs> But first, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what an awesome line, you know? So funny. It's so funny. But you never think that about like Game cattle. Animal. Yeah, or yeah. It's just, it's just like, a it's just a funny I know, bit to throw funny. in there. And you know, probably I get the sense. By the way, uh, Jermaine Clement. And they also say like it's cool. It Ta- sounds cooler. It does sound cooler. But and Taika Waititi co-directed this movie. Mm-hmm. I love imagining how this came together like they sat down and they're like everything you know about vampires go Go. it's like and then they figured out a way 
to update or comment on it using the modern thing or explain it if it didn't mm-hmm. make sense like why do they feed on virgins right so then like as they went they just built this huge stock of small details that they can weave into this awesome so movie it's so well put together um so do you want let's let's talk about the about the vampire ball this actually happens before Stu gets turned because he's still a human and they take him Nick takes him as his plus one and it's like a whole thing and right. they kill that ugly um uh, the, the beast's guy. boyfriend yeah they, yeah Stu stakes him from behind with a big like why would you have that at know. a vampire yeah. party there, oh are and you, there's also like witches there I and... don't mean to be rude but are you pre-deceased <laughs> <laughs> the zombies. The zombies. Yes. There's zombies there, witches. witches, vampires, and demons. Demons? They even say, like, so what is he? Is he a male You're witch? You're very warm. Or like, are you a demon? Very warm, mm-hmm. Stu. Oh, I like Stu. Mm-hmm. Pauline is fucking so yeah. funny. So, um, uh, so they're trying to get Stu out, and I love that it kind of happened. What happened to Nick earlier, where like the door, there's no exit where there should be an exit, uh-huh. kind of happens to them. Because they get the ring of not people undead. Undead. They get yeah. They end up like back to back with Stu in the middle, and they're gonna try and protect their friend Stu because they all made this pact not to kill him. Mm-hmm. And that's when in walks in a white mask, Vladislav enters the masquerade. <laughs> to, have you forgotten your former lover? Have you forgotten your former lover? She goes, Georgie. No, not. No, not not Georgie. Hold on, one second. Gets fumbling with his mask. Oh my God, <laughs> beast, asshole. <laughs> the dynamics in this are so funny, because even though they're undead and they're vampires and stuff, mm-hmm. you could still have relationships that fail, and then you feel shitty and you don't like this. Pr- like, yeah, none of that would. Some of that would hang around, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. And you're all undead, so you're probably going to run into her again. Yeah. Around forever. Beast. And we go, and, you know, we're part of a fairly small community now, so we go to a lot of the same parties. Like, oh, awkward. Super awkward. So, yeah, you're right. After, they get, they escape because. (laughs) And they run into, because it's on the same night. Yeah. Transformation night. Transformation night's the same night, full moon. What is it? June sixth. Yeah, because it's yeah. June sixth. That's six p.m. Yeah, six six six. And yeah. I love Vladislav's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Just kind of yeah. like low grade laugh. It's not. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's, it's like Peter nodding in his, yeah. his his sarcophagus. Um, yeah, and then this is when they they get into the second uh, inter altercation with the werewolves and yep. Stu turns. Yep, which is funny. The best part, and we're so close. Like it's. The the end of this movie is kind of strange in a way because the 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 vampire's ball is like the climax. Oh right, and Julie's there. She's been changed by Nick. By Nick, and, and then Deacon's like son of a bitch. Deacon and Nick are talking, and because Deacon's been stringing her along, but she just went to Nick and was like, "We bite me," and he's like, "Yeah, for sure." So he changes her, mm-hmm. dude. Julie's post credit bit. Yeah, where they're all so, so good. Fun. Why'd she want a bedazzler? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I love that she's she's kind of she's she's kind of soccer mommy in the beginning, and then you, she's like very goth girl. And you know who she? You know, okay. I see Julie as the soccer mom who reads all of the Anne Fifty Rice oh. novels, or 
let's update it. All of the Laura K. Hamilton books. You know what I mean? Like she reads those books in bed and just imagines like if only I... It's like a lot of us think like if only I could be a vampire, I could wear black leather and I could be dangerous and sexy. sexy. But instead I'm just the soccer mom. I've got a husband and I've got these two kids and I've got to work. Responsibilities. I think she she's one of those people who like... You know, I mean, and honestly, this dude, gives her permission to be who she wants to be. Right, exactly. She mm-hmm. she doesn't feel weird being thirty year old goth woman because she's a vampire now. Right. She's not. A, she can just eat that motherfucker who right. says something she's about not her. A, she's not a weird thirty year old who couldn't let go of the goth thing. She's the undead. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm telling you, but watching this movie, uh, <laughs> when Carl and I watched Only Lovers Left Alive in season one, mm-hmm. when you and I first watched Only Lovers Left Alive in season one, I was mm-hmm. like. I this that movie you watch it and you're like I wish I could be a vampire you know what I mean like I wish that my life was like an eternity of creating feedback in an apartment I mean, in a drip it kind of is you got the dream right now I have built my life around I've I have everything that I wanted out of watching that movie except eternal life yep I mean but I, hey you know that's that you're is, also not Tom Hiddleston that's that true. Okay? That's true. I'm not, you know, I'm okay with being not Tom Hiddleston. Um, as yeah, if I- you win some, you lose some. <laughs> All right. All right. How, be, be brutally honest, because we're on the air and our listeners love hearing me cut down and cry. So, mm. so where do you put Tom Hiddleston on a sexiness scale of 10? You know, like how you, everybody knows the out of 10 mm. scale. So where is he? I'm specifically only lovers where he's in his like, 14th century robe leather pants he's got his dark sunglasses on long black hair he's your type that kind of like totally is thin thin boy muscly nine nine and a half nine nine and a half okay okay now (laughs) and where do you (laughs) cut me down these lists are or you know be be honest either way solid seven (laughs) solid seven i will take a fucking solid seven i will and I'll run more this summer and eat more vegetables and get like skinny boy muscly again. And God, maybe such a liar. maybe I hit seven point five. Maybe I get to seven and a half. Okay, I'm not Tom Hiddleston and I won't live forever, but I got the rest of it figured out. Um <laughs> I, I like I like the return of Stu. I like Stu showing back up at the house. He's got the scars you know, on when his he's face. Like, when you think he's dead, you're just like Oh, Stu, our our little wholesome heart is gone. It feels like they're going to end the movie on a bummer note yeah. with the death of Stu. Yeah, but they don't. But they don't. They end. It ends up with Stu shows up and he brings the werewolves over and our core group of vampires and the werewolf pack kind of like mesh. And there's this funny bit, you know, like they all, the vampires all hate the werewolf smell, but they open the windows. Mm. and Nick and Stu are our Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, kind of st- yeah, star-crossed yeah. mates. Yeah, you yes. know, I don't. I wanted to eat him, but I'm not going to eat him because Stu's my mate. Right. You know, like it's that's <laughs> the, that's how it works, bro. You don't eat your mates. Don't eat yeah. your mates. Um. Yeah, I love that, and I like. I really like the romantic ending with um Viago and mm. his his lady love. They introduce it pretty late in the film. Well, it's a running it's a running thread throughout. We find out that he came to New Zealand following this woman that he right. loved, but his former minion put the wrong postage on his coffin. Yeah. And it got sent around the world and he got to New Zealand 18 months after she did right. and she'd already met a man and got married. So he decides 
kind of beautifully yeah. to stay out of her life and just let her live her life. But now she's 95 and her husband is dead and she's got no kids Why did or he wait so long? Chicken shit? Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, but, Dandy. Yeah, but he uh, he finally, I love that he, uh, he does go up to her apartment mm-hmm. and like bites her and turns her into a vampire and now they're going to live together forever and he's like some people might think that it's weird the difference in age you know why is she going out with some somebody four times her age you know and if they want to call me a cradle snatcher you know because he's 486 and she's 95 he's way fucking older than her and he's like and now we're going to be together for eternity and it's just like a little montage of her being like and i I don't mind being a vampire. I like it quite a lot. Oh, it's just so, oh my God. It's so just cute. It melts your heart. It melts your heart. And then, oh. yeah, it's awesome. It's just, it's so good. That'd be weird to explain to your grandkids though, like. I don't think they can sorry. procreate. You don't think she had a family? Oh yeah, maybe. Probably, just right? Just make it be like, you're dead. They're, she oh. died. She died. She's dead. She's disappeared. She's, She's one of those old people that just wanders off and never, never reappears. Never reappears. Oh. I mean, in that sense, it's actually not a happy romantic ending. It's like bleak and kind of haunting, but thanks for... You're welcome. For injecting <laughs> that in there. Um, and that's... that's. It. Do you have any more? Do you have no. more? Yeah, neither do I. That is what we do in the shadows. It's... It's like the Big Lebowski. It's kind of hard to talk about. You just kind of quote it the whole time. Yeah. You know, it's so sharply written, so well shot, so well executed, great lighting, great performances. It's one of those movies that is, it's one of those like people are over and, hey, you guys want to watch something? Boom. This is one something of, fun. you could have this right on your hip. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is, this is one of those quick draw movies. If it's like, have you guys ever seen what you, what we do in the shadows? It's another like comfort foodie type. Yeah. Like cozy, funny. This is, you could watch over and over. Depending on the vibe, this is like a grab, this is part of a grab bag. A Deathgasm mm-hmm. is another one. Yeah. I would throw oh, yeah. Deathgasm on for just about any of my friends. If they're oh, like, yeah. I want, I kind of want to watch a movie. Have you ever seen Deathgasm? Have nope. you ever seen What We Do in the Shadows? Have you know, like chuck that in there? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen like in a weird way, it's kind of like in the same ilk as Fright Night or the Frighteners or yeah. you know, like nothing too there's nothing too heavy or egregious that's gonna shock and horrify people. Actually, Fright Night's pretty fucked up. Let's say f- mm-hmm. the Frighteners. Uh, when evil turns into the werewolf. Oh yeah, that's yeah. really sad. Fright Night is brutal. Oh uh but yeah, I feel like this is a Danielle approved type. Danielle would love this film. Carl and Danielle, if you guys have not seen what we do in the shadows, date night this bad boy. Carl, I'll text you right now and be like, you gotta spin this for D. She's gonna love it. Um, if you have any favorite horror films that uh that that fit the bill, drop us a little. I don't know. I'm tired at this point. Measuring flicks podcast at gmail.com. And then don't forget, head on over to patreon.com slash quillandfilm, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M, where currently I'm in the process of making all of our old Patreon stuff free and accessible to everyone. Uh, We've got a bunch of the Harry and Michael stuff up right now with no paywall, and I'm just going to keep going back and removing paywalls, so there's always going to be new stuff for you guys. Um, If you missed the episode where we announced it, Carl and I decided to do this 
uh, this like make Patreon free thing during the pandemic so that people could have more content so that people didn't feel like they were being excluded from anything, especially while money is so tight. That said, you can still become a patron, which we would greatly appreciate. We, we, we really do need money to do certain stuff. And, uh, and all of you people who are supporting the show are making that possible and come join the family. We love you next week. Uh, you know, Carl and I don't announce it, but I think you and I can until oh, yeah, yeah, until at least we get um, once we start getting our themes, mm-hmm. our theme months down, mm-hmm. maybe we can be more cagey. But right now, dude, it's May. We're playing fast and loose. We didn't even know we were watching this movie until 20 minutes before we were like into it, you know. Yeah. So next week we're going to I'm I, it's my pick next week and I'm doing 30 days of night. Yeah. We are going to watch Josh Hartnett in Alaska. Ooh. Hell yeah, dude. Steve Niles did the original uh, graphic novel. So if you haven't read it and you've got it or you've got comiXology, read up. So we're going to keep the vampire train rolling next week with 30 Days of Night. In the meantime, everyone, stay safe, sane, and entertained and watch this movie.